Introduction to Stammering Stuttering and stammering are two words that mean the same thing. In the UK, stammering is probably the most familiar word, but because other English-speaking countries use stuttering, both words are creeping into the UK vocabulary. The important point is that there's no difference. Both words mean speech that is hesitant, stumbling, tense or jerky so that the smooth flow is interrupted. That aspect of stammering, the speech part, is known to most of us and is fairly obvious. But there's another less obvious and frequently hidden part. Before explaining that statement, we need to clarify a fundamental issue. If you're reading this book because you're concerned about the speech of a young child, then it's most important that you understand there is a crucial difference between beginning stammering and the confirmed condition. The difference is that while early stammering in young children is largely a temporary speech difficulty, for some older children and all adults the condition is more than that, more than solely a speech condition. People who stammer know exactly what they want to say, but at that moment they're unable to say easily, and this causes a variety of feelings and emotions such as frustration, anger, embarrassment and anxiety develop and grow over the years. These feelings and emotions about their stammer, about themselves as people who stammer, become an integral part of the confirmed situation. Stammering is not just one condition. It covers a large range of difficulties from severe to mild, and because it's essentially a developmental condition, it changes over time. The following examples demonstrate this. Colin, four was brought to the speech and language therapy clinic by his mother because she'd become concerned about the constant repetitions in his speech. Colin was certainly showing marked signs of early stammering, but our observations and his mother's report indicated that he was a chatty little boy and unconcerned about the speech difficulty. Marla, 15, attended the clinic and stated that she stammered a lot and felt that she was only fluent perhaps 40% of the time but that she was always completely fluent when talking to her mother and best friend. She was worried about her stammer because she was afraid to speak out at school and was now facing choices about careers. Josh, 28, came to therapy a few weeks after Marla, saying that he hardly stammered at all and that he was fluent perhaps 90% of the time. He came for advice because whenever he had to speak to someone in authority at work, certain words somehow got stuck. He used the phone as little as possible and was thinking of turning down a promotion because it involved giving presentations and no one at work knew he stammered. An essential factor is the developmental nature of this condition, such that Colin's symptoms may seem quite severe, but at his age he could definitely still become a fluent speaker. Moreover, he has not as yet acquired a range of negative feelings about the way he speaks. Marla and Josh are at a different stage of development because although for Marla there's a slight possibility of recovery, Josh is certainly in the confirmed stage of stammering and there's a distinct possibility that this is an ongoing difficulty. Why is stammering like an iceberg? It has proved helpful to discuss stammering in terms of an iceberg because using this analogy we can explain three important aspects. The development of stammering from childhood. The individual nature of the condition and the variability of treatment approaches. One part of an iceberg can clearly be seen above the surface of the water, but another and sometimes more significant part is hidden below the water. Although concealed, this part is an integral component of the iceberg. Stammering can be compared to an iceberg because the part above the surface, the speech, 
can be heard and seen, overt. The feelings and attitudes which have formed in early childhood but are a crucial aspect of the confirmed stammering are the hidden part held inside the speaker and are unknown to the listener. Covert. Covert, or interiorized stammering. You may have heard or read about overt and covert or interiorized stammering. Overt stammering is the speech of someone who has a stammer, that is, out in the open. As the term suggests, interiorized or covert stammering is hidden inside the speaker and often unknown to the listener. Severe stammering cannot be hidden, but mild to moderate forms of a condition can and are concealed from the rest of the world and kept inside the speaker by use of ingenious avoidance strategies. If you're reading this book because you stammer, then avoidance behaviour will be clear to you. But for others...